All right, so you guys record Two Jack Bros in, how would you describe it? Murder Shed. Murder Shed? <laughs> Murder Shed. Have, have you been in their shed yet? I've seen it. You see, like pictures or in real life? No, in real life. I saw it from your back door at the uh, at the party uh, yeah. you threw. Yeah. Which was uh, the first party I actually enjoyed in fucking really? years. Oh, that's awesome. I'm socially retarded, so it's <laughs> difficult for me to be around groups of people. Yeah. But it was the most comfortable I felt in a social setting in a very long time. So that's thank awesome. you. That was like our first party ever. So like, that was a good first party. We've never had like yeah. friends that we wanted to all come over. It was know? like training wheels for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for the party. It was definitely a good trial. Yeah. <laughs> Like when you're rehoming a kitten, you got to make sure it uh, plays well with the others. You remember that movie, The Dream Team, where Michael Keaton takes out the uh, mental patients to a Yankees game? No. That's what it felt like. like you're making that up? No, it's a real movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> and they all like, it's like a, I think like the warden or whatever, the person who runs the asylum where they're at doesn't want them to get out. But he's like, look, I really want to take these guys to a game. But then they all end up going haywire at the Yankees game. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I thought I knew, I, for a second, I thought I remembered the movie. And then I, I was thinking of Multiplicity and how he had a retarded clone. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he keeps cloning them. So the clones keep cloning themselves. And then yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. one of them is just retarded. Yeah. <laughs> the movie I went to. <laughs> they go to a baseball game in that. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> You can make up any old like that. There's a you saw a period of movies for like six years, like your age, the, our age gap, yeah. and you could make up movies all day in that time period. And I just believe you. Okay, <laughs> Michael Keaton and retarded people. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, that's real. I guess so. Yeah. You're seeing the one where uh, Michael J. Fox turns into a retarded wolf. <laughs> it's a tarred wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Those movies favorite? would be so offensive today. If they tried. To oh make my them. god, they would be the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love outdated, uh, like crass bullshit. That's my fucking shit for sure. Mm-hmm. It was uh, I've been playing that God Hand game on Twitch, and everywhere you turn, it's just like, all right, that is upsetting. Yeah. They shouldn't be showing that. <laughs> is that the one where you were spanking the lady? That's the one where I was spanking okay. the lady. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you, you beat people up until they're like they get dizzy with like Tweety Birds around their heads, and then you could do a special move. And for the first couple of levels, it was just dudes, and I was suplexing them. And finally, there was a lady bad guy, and the finishing move was spanking them repeatedly, and then like launching them into a wall. Wow. Uh, like my jaw dropped. I felt like a fucking insane. Like th- that seems like something that you could make up. <laughs> like, remember the game where you spank people? I was gonna show the girls um, Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball today, mm. and like I haven't watched it in like years. Mm. And like I turned it on, and he was like, "Turn it off." Why Turn were you gonna? Sh- why were you gonna show them that? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a good role model. Yeah, there comes a time in every girl's life. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta sit them down and show them Wrecking Ball. Yeah, damn. so they know how to be a lady. Um, <laughs> you really came in like a Wrecking Ball with that shit. God damn. Really, they're four, right? They're four. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if they don't hear it from me, they're going to hear it on the streets. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know that show, um, Henry Henry Danger on uh, Nickelodeon? No, we don't have cable. Yeah. Okay. Kids it's, show? Yeah, it's like, okay, it's like yeah. one of those weird, like, it's like adults doing a kid show, so they're like weird actors. Uh, like, you know those yeah, weird Yeah, like the yeah. Lazy Town thing. Yeah. Ooh, and yeah. Um, <laughs> they they do a spoof on it, and I was like, no, you have to see the real thing. Like, if you're going to do that, they've been like singing around the house. So I'm like, let's see the real <laughs> oh thing, God. you know? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Like, uh, remember, like Animaniacs used to spoof like adult movies all the time. It'd be great yeah. if your parents made you like watch The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, <laughs> this is incredibly boring and violent. I don't want to see this. Um. So, uh, I, obviously, it'll be in the description of the episode. But our we are our first fucking Lady King guest, mm-hmm. Ansley of Two Jack Bros Podcast, co-hosted by uh, Mr. Sidney Gant. Um, to the kid, shout out. Uh. 
Ansley, thank you for spending some time with us. Um, I just want to say we were really excited to have a Lady King on first and <laughs> foremost, and you were the first person that came to mind. And the reason is because the way I would characterize your life from the outside is you are living the lady king life from like prescription allergy medicine commercials where it's like <laughs> like if you got a cold it would put a dent in like a million different activities <laughs> dude you have a, a lovely family yes. you have a grown-up job uh-huh. and you work harder at your passion which I, I i'm assuming is fighting yeah. That's your passion? Yeah. You work harder toward that than any, than almost any parent I know. Aw. And I think that like, you know, obviously like a family is like a great grounding to have, but to still like pursue like your shit on top of that is, that's like the pinnacle of life experience. If you ask me. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, dude. No, you nailed it. Yeah. Um, you're a hell of a fighter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love your fucking family. So uh, yeah, I was really excited to have you. Thank you. I I was, and I don't yeah. mind saying so. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. I was so hoping I would get analyzed because I heard your episode with Sydney and you guys all like, I felt like it was a therapy session and I was like, I hope I get my therapy. <laughs> oh. I'm so good with like the description. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you're not uncomfortable yet. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> Buckle in. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Well, some people do get uncomfortable when you say something nice about them directly to them. So I never know how that's going to go with people. You know what I mean? <laughs> how, good, how good are you at, at accepting compliments? Um, I don't know. I just kind of move on, I guess. I don't know. I'm yeah. okay with it. But I'm also like, you know, I try to listen. I try to take it in. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's part of, like, so we've been talking a lot about appreciating everything. And like, mm-hmm. like this did make me a little n- nervous, like coming and yeah. doing all this. And it was like, just appreciate it for what it is, which is awesome. And like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. It was so funny when we were in the living room, you were like, I'd feel a lot less nervous if we were just going to fight each other. <laughs> yeah. And then I told Cindy, I was like, Rainy's going to have a rash guard on, so it'll be all good, but you don't, so I'm a little disappointed. I, you know, I usually, like when it's cold, I usually do wear a rash guard under my clothes. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to slide the table out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Round robin tournament. Yeah. I guess but first to three wins makes it fair. No big deal. Um, there's a, I, I think there used to be more of a stigma with... Um, uh, obviously, Mike and I train with Ansley uh, at Hearts uh, Jiu-Jitsu in Conchhocken, uh, Pennsylvania. Best place in the world to train. Yes. And uh, and we say everyone should do jiu-jitsu and we fucking mean it. Um, but there, there, there used, it used to be a little bit more like um, weird, like the, the dynamic of men and women training together. Just because I think men men's thinking and like the sport maybe wasn't so uh, evolved in like the mainstream back then. But uh, now it's like super commonplace thankfully mm-hmm. everyone seems to have their you know their own comfort with it but uh there is still like this notion that like w- w- men when you're training with the women when you're sparring with the women be respectful of the fact that like they, they don't have the same like bone density as you you know what i mean it's yes. not like go easy on them but it's like be respectful of the fact that you're probably 60 pounds heavier than any woman you're ever going to train with yeah and that goes right out the window when you roll with fucking ants exactly <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if someone ever reminded me of like to show level of respect, I'd be like, dude, I'm fucking defending myself in here. You better chill the fuck out. Uh, uh, we rolled. We rolled for the first time a couple weeks ago. We rolled on Wednesday night, and I was going so hard that farts were just flying out of my body. <laughs> That's such a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> Are you aware of like the effect that you have, like when you're just smashing men? <laughs> um, I would be lying if I didn't say i enjoyed it a little bit but you know but i i do feel like i even though you say like 
you know, there's that I do realize there's that level of respect. And I feel like, you know, like you don't you're not like trying to muscle me and like do you know, the, I, I still think that like you got our gym is so great about like yeah. people are holding yeah. back. And like there are some guys in our gym that like I know if I go against them, like they're going to not hold back. Hmm. That's me. And- you're thinking about me. <laughs> I do not hold back, dude. <laughs> I go in there. I'm I'm trying to fucking kill you because I feel like you're definitely going to kill me. <laughs> and I'm still like, I, I'm still getting just fucking held down. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. Because I always feel like I'm like, well, they're probably holding back a little bit. Because like, like there's something like doing jujitsu, I think is good for women, too, because you realize that like you don't want to be in a fight with a guy like. You know, like you just you don't mm-hmm. want that. Like are you are you talking about like women from World Star videos that are like swinging at a dude <laughs> in a Denny's? Yeah, <laughs> at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they get knocked out, and they're like, "What happened?" It's Fuck. like <laughs> I'd love to see you fucking wreck a dude at Denny's. Be so sick. No, like I, I'm not saying like I've ever held back like t- you know technique wise on, but like I do feel like I'm fighting for my life when I'm <laughs> with you. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I'm going for. Well, yeah, I'm also like I've also been over 200 pounds for most of it. So I, I just mean I'm not like flopping my weight onto smaller yeah. people. That's all. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I'll take any advantage I can get against you. <laughs> You're like, oh, my leg hurts. I'm like, what? I didn't hear him. <laughs> I'll go for something cheap. <laughs> I I part when I first started doing jujitsu, I was so um, just weak in so many different areas, and it didn't occur to me that if I was rolling against somebody smaller, and especially if it was a smaller woman who was also a white belt that I should kind of like not try to fucking throw myself on top of her. Yeah. And I remember one time like I was going 100 miles an hour just because I had never tapped anybody out yet. Yeah. And I gave this woman a bloody nose by accident. Oh. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I didn't see her again. <laughs> so I may have ruined jujitsu for somebody oh just by being God. a fucking fat retard. Oh my gosh. She went home to her husband. He's like, how was your first day jujitsu? <laughs> Some fat fucking dick (laughs) (laughs) But then the great part about it was um, my friend Hillary, um, who was a purple belt at the time, she was the first person who made me realize like how special it was where she's 140 pounds, about five foot six, and she could just do what she wanted with me. Yeah. And that was the first time I realized like, oh shit, like it it doesn't matter how fucking big big and fucking ofi you are if yeah. you know how to do this shit you could fuck anybody up yeah it's amazing like yeah. i yeah i was so happy like finding jujitsu because like i'd done other sports and stuff and like i never really excelled at any of them you know like i did but you've a, always been athletic yeah like okay. sports have always been like my escape from everything you mm-hmm. know like and like i think that's why i love jujitsu so much because like you can't think about other things when you're doing it yeah. you, know, you can't have any of that social anxiety like you know it's like yeah. the opposite of being at a party where you're uncomfortable like yeah. you're just like right there you know and so but other sports like still give you room for that like i did field sports and all that stuff and you're still like you have that minute like oh my god here comes the ball i'm gonna miss it i suck and like yeah. <laughs> jujitsu you can't have that moment because it's yeah. gonna it's over i'm being strangled i suck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you do sports as a kid yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've always been... See, I was a fucking fat chud as a kid, goddammit. <laughs> Never had a shot. My dad was in the army. We were like a sports family. It was like, oh, did you guys yeah, like, we grew get, up out, on, like, get out running at sunrise? Yeah, some of that. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. That's why, yeah, you and you and Sid with your fucking regimented fitness. <laughs> yeah. Match made in heaven, dude. <laughs> what were you going to say, Mike? I was going to say, um, on an army note and a running note, um, when I was um, in the Marines, like for like two months... For schooling, I was stationed at Fort Lee, Virginia, and occasionally you would have to do like a base wide uh, run, so it would be like multiple like armed forces combined. And there was one run, the longest one we had to do was like ten miles, and I had shit and I had to pee at a certain point, and so 
um, about eight miles in, like I pulled my dick out the bottom of my shirt <laughs> <laughs> while we were running, and uh, I realized that like I I couldn't pee without also shitting, <laughs> and that I was gonna have to either shit myself or like try to hold it the the last three mile or last two miles. And fortunately, I was able to make it back. But and and the the worst part was like I know families were out like watching the run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there might have been an army family that saw this fucking little bird flapping. <laughs> they all saluted when you walked by. <laughs> was it like, were you like in um, formation or like? Yeah, it was. You, it was. Oh, it like was. You couldn't and, break and find a bush. Like <laughs> no, it was like you just had to finish. I yeah. mean, like, I guess technically, like, if you really wanted to get out and you explain the situation, like, somebody could direct you somewhere. Yeah. But I would I would never like get out of a run for anything short of like a fucking torn ACL or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my buddy yeah. Scott was like, uh, I don't know what's what's the position where you're like looking after all the fucking privates, like the it's not drill sergeant, but it's like that level of like. Dude. There's like um, there's like platoon sergeants, like um, squad leaders. So those are like those aren't like super major positions, but they are like well, you're in charge of like a certain all. amount of people. So yeah, so whatever he was, he was one of those, and he was telling me just like these unbelievable stories about how like most of the people that they get like don't know how to make a bed or shower. Yeah. Really? So like you probably yeah. could have just fucking yeah. pissed yourself and no one noticed. Well, dude, when I first got to boot camp, like I was always like one of the last ones to like make my bed, and I never made it properly because you would have to do like a hospital corner. Like he's talking about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'll never forget, like, I was, it was like they would count down, and everybody else is like running to this specific line where you had to line up once you were finished. And I was still doing mine. And I remember saying to the guy behind me who was just finishing up his, I forget what his name was, but I was like, help me. He's like, Rainy, you got to fucking do this shit for yourself, dude. Oh my God. And I was, I, 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 I like clutched imaginary yeah. pearls. <laughs> How dare you, sir? But like, that was the first time where I realized, like, fuck, like, I really got to do shit on my own. Yeah. Fuck. How man. old were you? 19 yeah but like my mom would do everything for me like I, I never had to think about anything yeah and it was and then you but you were like i'm gonna go to the military like yeah well there were a number of reasons why i did it one was my boy steve had just gone in there and i thought it'd be funny if like i met him there <laughs> that's a long way yeah, joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then also another reason was um i never had a girlfriend and i just started dating this girl who i was really developing strong feelings for and being a, an emotional retard as well as a social retard, <laughs> I didn't know how to deal with that. So I was yeah. just like, all right, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Rather than either, you know, experience this wonderful thing that would probably happen or just it could totally blow up in my face. Yeah. So I joined the military. <laughs> yeah. As any normal person would do. <laughs> How'd you say goodbye to her? When I you didn't. Were like, you just left? I you saw, just... <laughs> I, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> she ran behind an olive green bus that he was on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I saw her again um, a couple months after I got back, after I got finished training. You rotated back to the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was playing, I was playing volleyball at Westchester University's campus. And I, I was just like, dude, I was just standing in the sand. And I saw her on the sidelines. <laughs> and I was just standing there, like waiting for the ball to come my way. And I look over and I see her on the sidelines. And she was just a super nice person. And she just waved and I waved back. And I was like, I want to fucking die right now. 
<laughs> you never found out like what happened in her life, like how she. I know what that. happened, and it was kind of funny because like when we we should have her on. <laughs> oh yeah, hit her up. Actually, I I don't I know she's not on Facebook. And typically, if somebody's not, I on know fa- she doesn't live at her parents' house yeah. anymore. <laughs> if they're not on Facebook, they're normally normally like a high functioning person. Yeah. But um. Yeah, she was super cool about it because when we had first started dating, we'd only gone on a few dates. She said she went to a psychic, and the psychic told her to start dating another guy who was an acquaintance of mine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And she ended up dating him. And I don't know what happened because of that. <laughs> and on a Steve note, I ended up in a bathtub with Steve and this guy. And it was a uh, one of those hot tubs. It was like a, a tub that's in a bathroom, but you could also, it had jets in it. Yeah. Not gay. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. And it's not gay. And so. Steve, myself, and this guy who she ended up dating were sitting in there. And Steve was just being a total cocksucker. He's like, Mike, whatever happened to that girl you used to date? Kathleen, I think her name was. Aww. And we just sat there in silence. Fucking Steve, <laughs> like, dude. I'm, I'm tired of this shit. Coming yeah, up, man. Dude. He really... He was a lot. I, You know what? I, I love... I, obviously, like I cringe and and recoil in horror every time you tell these stories from when you were like 19 and 20. But I, I was definitely not fully formed as a person until like three or four years ago dude i feel <laughs> the same way yeah okay cool do you feel like did you feel like early on you were a functional adult or do you think it's taken you oh to it's this taken, point? like Sydney and i we, we met and we had like like we had we always loved each other but we had mm-hmm. like a horrible self-destructive relationship yeah. for a lot of years mm-hmm. and like it wasn't until that's cool they make movies about that kind of thing so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like i don't know maybe eight years ago so like until yeah. i was like 30 that i felt like i like yeah. figured it out whoa so we have that in common they're yeah. like about we're 30 fucking, yeah late starters man yeah that's weird though because i imagine you always just having it like you know how like regimented you two like you and sid are i just imagine you guys always having it together but uh, we just fought hard obviously like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> two o'clock it's time for our fight let's go i know better <laughs> with sid but it, it's like yeah. you, when you when sid explains what a fucking firecracker he is inside <laughs> and you're like oh well then obviously Anthony's the fucking anchor but yeah, yeah. you guys were <laughs> no, just we were both like compatible fireworks yeah dude. yeah which was what made it so bad it was like yeah. no way dude it worked out yeah I feel Bad like for everybody it, around us. <laughs> but it's so strange how like shit like that works out. And I I'd heard you mention that on the podcast a few episodes ago. And um it just reminded me of my wife and I our relationship because yeah. like, we were just awful together. Like right, right <laughs> at the bat. Like I remember like one party was like one of the Eagles um conference championship losses, but I was like putting holes in the wall. <laughs> she had a um you She's know probably being a bitch about yeah. it. <laughs> You know those containers of popcorn you get for Christmas? Where it's, yeah, got, yeah. it's got like three different kinds. Yeah. It's got cheddar, caramel, Ooh. and regular popcorn. Mm. Yeah. Well, she had gotten one for Christmas, and I was just fucking breaking everything in sight. <laughs> and she said, don't you fucking dare touch that popcorn. <laughs> and I looked at her, <laughs> and I fucking stomped on that shit. <laughs> and most of it didn't come out, so I took it, and I launched it off of our balcony. Yeah. And the next day, like right below us was the main <laughs> office, and that's where all the workers congregated before they were let into the office. To find out what they were doing for the day. When they got there, they found out what they were doing for the day. <laughs> you should smash the tin on her head like New Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but like shit like that, your story reminded me of that where we would just fucking scream and fight at each other. And yeah. it would usually end with me putting a hole in the drywall and covering it with like a corner of Deftones poster. <laughs> so Yeah, so he never put his fist through walls because like that's definitely a white guy thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but we like destroyed the things in the house. Ansley throws herself in front of the hole in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, no. I mean, it's <laughs> 
Yeah, the best part is that in a real fight, she would fuck Sid up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> we I, used to wrestle before, like I started taking jujitsu. Whoa! And um, I he like, got the better of me, and then is I that started, why you started training? Maybe. Oh wow, damn! <laughs> She's trying to enough him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I uh, not to give your age away. So you tr- started training jujitsu in your thirties. Yeah. And it was a couple of years before your husband did. Yeah. And there was definitely some overlap where he, he can't, he probably still can't touch you. Um, I feel like he can, but he's, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's had like, to catch up. Yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. Cause when he first started, I was there and I was like, Oh, your wife definitely helped you. Like your wife's been training you at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly were you like, Oh, I could, I could fucking, I can beat bitches up. Oh. Cause you, you compete more than any person that I'm friends with. Yeah, um, I don't know if I ever had that mindset. Like it was like it's always like that. Like, like I I don't know. I feel like I'm always like have to prove to myself every day that I can do what I did the day before. You Hell know, yeah. type of thing. Ooh, so healthy. it's like that's a, a fucking mindset. winner's mentality. Yeah. God so damn. it's like I never feel like oh I'm gonna go in and win this. It's always like oh my god what's gonna happen and like mm-hmm. let me do the best that I can and like you know mm. I'll be okay with it whatever it is. This is like this is the Superman thing where like Superman's invulnerable so it's not brave that he does this shit but like Nancy <laughs> knows she can get fucked up but she's still like she still hulks out. Yeah, that's fucking sick, dude. I love that. Yeah. Um, so you still don't feel that way, do you? No. Jesus no. Christ, dude. Isn't that, that's almost upsetting when someone's like, no, that's how fucking winners think, dude. That's true. That's true. And that's why, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm, I'm projecting my own insecurity right now. I'm, I'm shouldering Ansley with the fact that like, I've struggled with believing in myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm yeah. not slagging you for believing in you mm-hmm. for being modest about it. Because I'm just recognizing your fucking value and ability. That's uh, all it is. Yeah. No. It's yeah. a compliment. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. There we go. I thought I was. Spy. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah, I was yeah. spinning out for a second. I, yeah. I fucking I got it figured out, dude. Thank you for dealing with that, guys. <laughs> no, I mean it's just, it's just great. There's no two ways about it. You're a fucking dynamic competitor, and uh, like you're part of a culture at our gym where Mike and I are so happy to have our daughters around. That's yes. so awesome. I love I love the kids' classes so much, and I love your your daughters are like awesome. And oh, like, thank you, thank you. So uh, I mean, yeah, it's so like <laughs> no, but we surround them with positive female role models. That's awesome. Like obviously, like I love the job that my wife does with them, and I'm super thankful that I have you and like Courtney and Heather and and Janelle for the kids to be around. I yeah, just, shout out yeah, Courtney and Heather yeah. and Janelle, <laughs> the, my, my fucking squad holding it down at hearts. <laughs> I wonder what my like life would have been like at, at, at that age. I had like the oh moms, god, you know, like yeah. don't you look oh. back at stuff and you're like, yeah. yes, like and, oh my god, this is this is leading directly into where I wanted it to fucking go. So obviously you're surrounded by these women now too, yeah, right? And amazing people, you feel an in- incredible sense of community with them. Yeah, and I've never felt like like I think that's like one of I don't know one. I don't know if I was going to say one of the things I struggled with, but I never felt like, even like with doing team sports and stuff, like I was never like part of the team. Like I always felt like yeah. I was on the outskirts and like something about hearts is like, like from the day we got, it was like, this is family. Like, yeah. Oh I no. Know. I mean, it's, it's not like coincidence or chance. It's, yeah. it's definitely something that the fucking hearts have put together. Yeah. And I mentioned this to Tim before, but a big reason why we came was because of how I saw how, how great the kids class was. And when I came, court was running it and she's a big reason why we came. Yeah. But, um, one of the reasons why I feel like I know I made the right decision by switching academies is because of you, Courtney, Janelle, and Heather being such positive role models for for not just my daughter Liv, mm. but also for Mikey too. 
Yeah. And because Mike knocked that lady out at his old place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to leave. Knock yeah. somebody out. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, I want to. <laughs> no, you gave her the bloody nose, right? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were knocked to like a teacher out. Like, oh, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> she tried to give him demerits at yeah. Jiu school and he yeah. wasn't having it. Um, okay, I want to phrase this the right way because uh this actually oh man so so much of our response has been from like dudes who have been like oh you're saying shit that resonates with me because i've got these like what i feel like are loser tendencies or like these insecurities about being a loser and it's like just cool for someone to even articulate the fact that there's a way out even if they don't know what it is yet but i don't think we're we, we haven't delivered the mom meat yet and I, <laughs> this this is I, this is a fucking opportunity yeah to drop some fucking mom yeah. meat on the lady kings so I've observed this, and uh, this is from a man's perspective. So this is not this is not so mansplain. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's my disclaimer. This is okay. not diagnostic or okay. prescriptive in any way. But I, 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 the same way that I've I've seen like very like male pitfalls and observed them and talked about them on this podcast. One of the main things I've seen in the lives of the women in my life is that they end up stuck in these social circles where. Women will essentially huddle up in groups and take advantage of the fact that women are typically more like uh, emotionally nuanced and prepared to take on more of a burden than the men in their lives, right? Uh So they form up into these circles where they get comfortable just dumping their troubles on each other. And it's almost to the point where they they overload each other and what you what the price that they pay for doing that with each other is that the other women in the circle in in toxic circles i'm not saying this is every you know w- woman relationship network what they'll do is they'll start taking pleasure in the troubles mm-hmm. and their responses will be almost geared toward digging you in deeper so that they yeah. have more to kind of savor like bad advice yeah and it's really subtle yeah. but it's de- i've definitely seen it yeah in in multiple women's lives and um, just breaking out of those circles, I think, is no. I, I, it's the most obvious thing that they can do to help themselves. But I, I feel like they don't even observe it. Yeah. Like it, 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 do you have you? Is that part of the reason that you found yourself on the outside with uh, Lady Team Sports? <laughs> <laughs> um. So man, I like I like I feel that like you know like when I'm talking to Sydney and I'm like you don't know women like uh-huh. I, you made me feel a little defensive about it but no I think that you're mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're saying is all I'm saying is that women are stupid and weak now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you agree yeah <laughs> no so I definitely had like a group of girlfriends like I feel like there's so much pressure on women to have good girlfriends and like I don't know if it's more than guys but it's like um and maybe it's just for me not feeling like I had that that you know like it's like everybody's got a I would say friend. it's fair that you that to say that it there's more pressure. Okay. So like that that circle of friends is really valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Like and um and I think women bond by talking about how they're not good at things or like, you know, complaining and like all that kind of stuff. And so like like so that yeah, so women do you you show each other your vulnerabilities to show that you're friends and then women do dig at those vulnerabilities so like like i had a group of friends in high school and like um i like it was so there came to a point where it was either like you're going to continue a relationship with sydney or you're going to continue a relationship with these friends Mm -hmm. and like i had to choose because like 
I was like losing my mind because it's like you know like mm-hmm. they're, they're like battling each other right yeah, and yeah. it's like everything is like and and I chose Sydney in that situation and so sometimes um, and he hates women and he hates women yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and, but but like you know which has always been a hard pill to swallow because like after I didn't talk to those people for a long time like I talked to them again but it's never like the same mm-hmm. and um. I don't know where I was going with that, but like, but like, I do think that like, that was like, like getting out of that was part of like the toxicity that needed to get away from to like find myself as, you know, like to become a fully functioning person. Like I can't imagine myself still like dealing with those relationships. Well, I, do you think, uh, I don't know, this is again, getting back to generalities here. Is that like an example of them seeing like, maybe they saw Sydney as an improvement in your life. And it's yeah. like she's gonna she's gonna escape our fucking orbit. So for all the bad things that like for all the chaos that we brought to each other, like Sydney was the most loyal person I've ever met in my life. Like mm-hmm. I knew that no matter what, he had my back. You they know? thought he was too good for your life. Yeah. So it was like, but like at the same time, he was doing shitty things. Like mm-hmm. you know. So it's like you're looking at this person, you're like, they're fucking scamming the world. Like how are they gonna away with mm-hmm. like like doing shitty things and like. And being like the best thing in your life, you know, mm-hmm. like, and yeah. so, yeah, it was like this, but yeah, no, I think, and I think what you're saying about like women's relationships is like, um, and like through competition in jujitsu, like I've had to like deal with it with myself is like when you're going into it, like you can't, you can't just be like, oh, I'm so nervous and I'm going to suck. And it's like, eh, we'll see what happens, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you know, like you have to like really embrace it and be like, I want to win this. And like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to say mm-hmm. because you're like, when you don't like, now you've got to look at yourself and be like, well, I didn't win, you know, like. Well, I, I think the fact that women can thrive in that environment and do thrive in that environment shows that like, I'm not, I'm not talking about like, w- I'm not stereotyping women. I think I'm pointing out that there are like, I'm pointing out like the toxic version yeah. of femininity. Yeah. Like we talk a lot about like toxic masculinity and I obviously I don't buy into the phrase. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> I do. I just think there's a healthy masculinity out there. And I think, yeah, I'm, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think I'm sorry. Finish your point. No, I, I just think that like we, we shouldn't run from the idea of masculinity or femininity. Femininity. hundred percent. Dude. And um, th- this is just like, I'm, I'm working on like, like, I don't know, man, I've seen women suffer in my life in ways that are unique to women. And, uh, I, you know, I've, I've had to support them through it, like family and stuff like that. And, uh, this is just what I've, I've observed. And I've been curious about an outsider's perspective from someone that I, you know, wasn't emotionally attached. I think no matter what fucking sex you are, it's so easy to resort to the default, which I think for women, it's that what you mentioned. And I think for men, it's just packing it in, finding your buddies to drink with every weekend and just sitting around talking shit, consuming sports, starting fights with people and that's okay and like that's comfortable yeah you know whereas i think when you start to break away from that like when you mentioned how your friends were just so opposed to you being with sydney i think they may not have even recognized the positives in that relationship but he was a threat to the status quo yeah yeah no like it was it was it was like it was like because we couldn't go out and do our normal things. Like I was like, you know, it was like, okay, like I'm gonna, really, you know, like it was, yeah, yeah it was all yeah. that. It was a change to things, and it was. I think women like to control other women. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. like, when they can't control women or use like, and and everybody uses other people for something, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So like, but like when women can't use their friends for like what was benefiting them, like mm-hmm. they get mad and they get mm-hmm. nasty pretty quick about it, and it's like. 
Um, it's and then it's like, yeah. Then you find out if you really are friends because it's like now yeah, like, you're not truth. good for me. Like yeah. you, you know, now I can't get what I want out of this relationship. Like you, you know, what's a bummer is I think that a lot a lot of women come to that realization and then they're just like, well, I don't know another way, and they just kind of like they get stuck in these like terrible like shitty orbits. Almost. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't know. I I see people like you, and I don't think that you d- put up with it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you agree? Um. Yeah, I th- I definitely had to learn that though. Like, for sure. Oh, okay, you know cool, what yeah. I mean? Like, like I, there was definitely a time when I did, and like to to bad, like to to like like, and when you when you put up with it and do it, you're like, I don't like who I am. I don't <laughs> like what I'm doing. You know, yeah. like I think it's a very very common feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and no one no one talks about it. Yeah, but for women, I think like because you think that you want like you see the movies, you know, like you want the circle yeah. of friends, you want to wear be mm-hmm. able to wear high heels and them not hurt your feet, like you want to do all <laughs> these like you know these girly things that like <laughs> women do and like feel fancy, you know, like that's why ever women get their nails done and their hair done and like you you know and like so yeah, so it's you think that that's like gonna make you happy and then it doesn't and you're like, but what now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this is fucking grim. <laughs> Well, no, it's not. It's not grim because you're yeah. a perfect example of how like it. it that's not what it has to be. Yeah. Well, so I think so. We were talking. Sydney and I were talking about like when did we feel like we got like that like like thirty like when did you start mm-hmm. getting your life together and start enjoying life and start feel like mm-hmm. you were like moving in a positive way instead of just like you know stumbling through life and it was like when a little bit before I had Finn I was like I want to like I was I think I sh- I think women struggle with jealousy. You know, like mm-hmm. if men struggle with, I don't know, laziness and like, mm-hmm. like bro behavior, mm-hmm. like I think women struggle with jealousy. And so like, I don't think you can get out of that until you find something that you're willing to put your passion into, because then it's like, you know, like you can work hard towards it and you don't have to be jealous because you're competing mm-hmm. with yourself yeah. instead of competing with other women. Mm. That's a Go ahead, enlightening. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. And when, when you, when you mentioned what you just mentioned, it just instantly made me think of something that, um. McCusker said when he was talking about competition and being jealous of, of people for oftentimes for something that you had no chance at even achieving or hadn't yeah. even thought of achieving talking about how they're taking your piece of the pie and he had said the pie is infinite yeah and when you come to that realization that's when you realize like oh we're not in competition with each other yeah you know you can be great and I can be great too yeah and life is so much you know more fulfilling when you're around people that recognize that yeah and act and once you realize that you're like oh I'm going to help you get to wherever you want to go. Yeah. And in doing so, you're probably going to help me get to where I want to go, whether it's conscious or subconscious or, or whatever. Yeah. But I think the real, real enlightenment comes, the initial phase of, of that transformation comes in shedding people that aren't good for you. Yeah. And as, as painful as that can be, like if you have the strength to just say like, okay, I'm leaving, especially with friendships, leaving friendships behind, like it's, it feels like fucking agony when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because you do, you invest part of yourself into that person, so you're like you are, yeah. You're losing, you are losing something, like you're, yeah. But yeah, but it's for the better. It's for the. It is, but it's so hard. Like at the time to see that, and it's because I, I, it's true. Like when people say, like you, you are the sum of the people you spend the most time around. Yeah, that's the truth. And I think even though you know what the right thing is, and that right thing is separating yourself and moving forward, just detaching yourself from those people because they are a reflection of you. Yeah. That's the biggest part of the difficulty and all that. Have you guys recently had to detach from people? 
Because I feel like I yes. did that a while ago, and like it's kind of lonely when you first do it. You know, mm-hmm. you and that, that's one of the hardest around. parts, like, and it's a mind fuck too. Yeah, you, you instantly think. The most recent example is when I left my last academy, and it was just uh, yeah. things became started to add up. I love ninety nine percent of what happened there, but there were some very specific instances um, of things that happened where I realized, okay, I might be better served, you know, by going to heart. Yeah, and. It was so hard leaving that because there's so many, I don't know, there were so many different thoughts going through my mind. One of the biggest ones is, am I, I know that like when I called my, when I talked to my instructor to tell him, he was like, if you leave my academy, we're no longer friends. Really? And it was just like, instantly like, I felt like a fucking cat backed up against the wall. I was like, all right, well, that's fine. But then as soon as like that conversation ended, it was just like, all right, fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't want to not be friends with this person because I genuinely love this person. And now it's like, all right, well, now I got to think about all the other people I have relationships with here. Are they going to feel the same way? Nobody else felt the same way. Yeah. People reached out. Eventually, I saw people and they're just like, how are you? Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, thank God. But but that one, specifically that one relationship was like such a hard one to detach from. But I know it was the right one. Wow. I can't imagine. Because like the bonds that you have with people in jujitsu, it's like pretty deep. Like you put a lot of trust into them that like... Yeah. You know, in a different way to have somebody like yeah. your instructor say that. Yeah, wow. it was like the most, um, I've uh, the only romantic relationship I've been in um, is with my wife. So I have no frame of reference there, but this well, is- Well, and this four pounds of silicone in your- <laughs> 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 well, We're still in the honeymoon, honeymoon phase with that. <laughs> so I don't have any frame of reference to like, you know, use as a breakup, but this felt like what I imagined a breakup to be. Yeah. Whereas- I know I did the right thing, but still, it's just like, oh, but this was so good, and this was so good, and this yeah, was so good. And yeah. But now I've, the biggest um, resolution came where I went to a party that one of my friends had, friends from that academy, and so many people from that academy, including my old instructor, were there. And, you know, we said hello, and we said goodbye. Yeah. And, like, to me, that was closure, and it's like, all right, now I can fully invest myself in what I'm doing moving forward. Yeah. Wow. That's a huge, that's a huge uh, upsetting moment, realizing how selective you can be with the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. So it was an upsetting moment? It can be. Yeah. Like you said, like the loneliness that sets in yeah. once you've made the decisions and it's like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like you, there, there are times when there, you should cut people before, before you find new people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then it's like, whoa, all right, there, there goes the tether. Now I'm fucking free floating. Yeah. yeah. I gotta find a new vessel to attach myself <laughs> to. Yeah. 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 Cause you had to do that before you like really, yeah. you, did you know the people at hearts or like, I, I had actually, I came to hearts, um, Last summer, because I had an issue with um, when I was teaching at the, at the kids' classes, I had an issue with with one of the kids was doing something where if he would, anytime he would be losing um, a fight, he would start swinging. He would be grabbing ah. balls, and it was an issue. <laughs> and yeah, it was bad, and it it was never addressed. And uh, parents started complaining, and the kid's dad called me. He's like, people are complaining. I was like, dude, I know you see the same thing I'm seeing. Yeah. There's no way to, to validate this behavior. You know what's wrong and you got to do something about it. Well, we had three separate arguments and it got to the point where I felt like we were going to fight at some point. And one of them was during a kid's class. Oh, wow. And it, it was clear that help wasn't coming, you know, from my instructor. So I came to hearts to see, you know, how the structure was there. 
how they yeah. handled anybody who was acting that way. I had a fucking devious plan. Yeah. I was like, Mike, uh, me and Mike were going to go out one night. I was like, uh, why don't you meet me at Hearts? And you, uh, why don't you stop in? Uh, uh, oh, I just started uh, helping teach the kids classes. Why don't you come? <laughs> why don't you come check out what it's all about, dude? I knew, yeah. I knew, I knew, dude. I knew if he fucking hung out for the kids class, he would he would yeah. be back sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. And uh, dude, fucking couple months later, yeah. Because <laughs> it did, it has felt like from the second you guys came, like you guys were just like had been here forever. Like, thank you, and I appreciate it. And I, and I felt that way too. And a large part was, um, it, it's just a different atmosphere. I feel like especially for my daughter because her closest friend in the class had just moved and it was it's a, it was a it's a very like masculine environment uh. which was great for me and great for my son but for her she fucking hated going and yeah. I didn't I couldn't make her go to train if she didn't want to fucking be there yeah and seeing that the kids class at heart was run by such a powerful presence as Courtney yeah I was amazing. like it was like it was like this is fine yeah you know and yeah. And then the added bonuses were you being there and Janelle being there and Heather being there. And it yeah. was just, all right, well, this is the fucking best. I mean, and me, not really a big deal, but yeah. fine. All right, cool. <laughs> Literally the only kids coach you didn't mention. It's not yeah. a big deal. You know what? You know what? You don't even need to say it. You know? I you, feel you were there. You no, were I there. feel it. I appreciate it, dude. Right. Fucking thanks a lot. Do you miss some of the, the manly environment? No, I feel like I, I'm, I'm getting that here. Like once, honestly, once I went to that party and like, I feel like I had closure there. Yeah. It made me going to train at hearts feel different. Yeah. And it wasn't that there was just, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe the feeling, but once I got there and a big thing was, you know, getting to go to open mat and just, just roll with people. Yeah. You know, that's when it started. Like now it feels good. And I'm so thankful that I have the next month off to be able to come to open mat night on a Wednesday night to just get to know more people and just kind of, you know, develop bonds with people and just, you know, feel like I felt because it was really a big part of why I felt such a loss leaving the last place was it was a part of a huge transformation. Like I, I had just given up drugs and alcohol and I just threw myself into it. I was there every fucking day for like two years. So it was like on top of like finding like this, this really cool thing. That was my emotional release, Yeah, you know? And it was just like that all combined. It was like, it felt like that was kind of getting taken away. Yeah. And it's been a gradual process, like easing into, you know, what I'm doing now. But it's like, it's everything I need. Yeah. So. You made big changes. Recently yeah. In yeah. Life, right? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Because, yeah. like, you're like this person, you know, like, I never yeah. knew you before. So it's like, oh, yeah, he's always been this person. Yeah. But, like, the more I hear about, like, the stuff you've gone through, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, you you inspire me. Oh, thank you. And likewise, man. <laughs> man, it just every time I talk to you, just seeing where you are in life and you describe where you've been, every it picks me up every single fucking time. Thank you, man. Every time we talk, dude. Did thank you, you guys know how long have you guys known each Since other? Since 2012, I think we became friends. I remember the first time we hung out, I had a cane. <laughs> because I had just had surgery and we went to go see uh Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> and I and I met Tim at the Ritz, and I and my back was off. I just had surgery, so I remember like walking towards Tim with walking with a cane, <laughs> which is how I picture us entering the afterlife, for Aww. sure. Yeah, we, we Tim will be dead, and I'll be walking there as an old man. Mike's the fastest friend I've ever made in my life. Really, oh, Inst- thanks, man. Instantly, dude. Yeah, I, we've never even talked about it on here. No, we Let's don't need, talk we about need it, man. to. Nah, dude, people like feel to. the bond. People feel the fucking bond. I know they do. It's unspoken. Yeah. <laughs> very, like, very instantly clicked. And uh, I've never had another friend like that in my entire life. You're making oh, my likewise. woman jealousy, like. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Well, dude, uh, again, I've been a fucking loser forever, and this is just part of like yeah. not being a fucking loser my whole life. But now you've like we're part of the same friend group now. I know. How cool is that? It's awesome. I yeah. love having a fucking healthy friend group. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know I sound like a fucking re- retarded child at a pet store. <laughs> but like I've had like one or two good friends at a time my entire life and now I'm like surrounded by people that I fucking can't wait to spend time with and it's crazy what it's done for me. I get it, man, cuz you know just, you know, going back to the party you had, like everybody there is a high character person. Yeah. And I think part of why I was gradually becoming more and more at ease there is because, you know, that realization set in and having that level of self-respect to associate with people who only either are at your level or higher than your level is, um, when you can get to that point, I think that's when you really start to make your path toward, um, toward progress and growth. Yeah. Yeah. I think I totally agree. And I think it's when you can like, be around those people and not be jealous of them. At least yes. for me. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, or feel like you're worthy enough yep. to be around them. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's... it's and that, that, that was a bit... Like, I always felt... Anytime, like, I would go to a party before, it was always... There was always, like, low self-esteem was at the basis of it, I, and I wanted to get fucked up just because I, I didn't have to be myself then. Yeah, yeah. And being around other people, and then a fight would always happen. <laughs> and then, like, now being around this kind of crowd and being in that situation... Like, there's no possibility of a fight. Yeah. In large part because we know how that would end. Yeah. yeah. With a yeah. lot of the people. But at the same time is, like you said, there's no competition there. Yeah. It's like everybody can just enjoy each other and everybody brings something to the table. I do try to give out as much bad advice as possible. <laughs> just, just so that, just so that you know, my, my competitive training partners are easier to fucking take out. It's not a big deal. Just fucking sliding bad dossiers all the time. Like, dude, you should try putting your leg this way and I'm like oh free sweep for me dude sick <laughs> um can I want to so your uh mental fortitude huh. uh is something I want to talk about just because every time I find out that you're competing it makes me nervous because you compete so far I don't know maybe it's because of how often you compete but I'm just like dude she's doing it again oh my gosh she's doing it again and uh I only got to compete one time this year just because of injuries and illnesses but um I remember simultaneously not being so worried about losing and also being so sick that I wanted to throw up. Oh, yeah. And then I actually did get ill. So maybe I was sick that day. (laughs) But like you do it so often that has it worn off? Do you still get jitters? I don't feel like I do it that often. And Sydney tells me, he's like, oh, you compete a lot. And I'm like, like, like I didn't do the last. You compete more than I can afford to. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, I, I feel like I just, I don't know. It's like that thing that I see other people competing more. So like I compare myself to them and I'm like, well, I don't compete as much as them. So I don't compete a lot, you know? So so humble, dude. Yeah. But, but, um, no, I still like, it's still like the, the concept of like, oh my God, like somebody's going to try to you know choke me like somebody's mm-hmm. gonna try to hurt me is like yeah, it sucks and it's not a friend yeah 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 um no it's still terrifying it's like it doesn't feel comfortable at all but oh, it's man. like i want to go see what's gonna happen you know like yeah I, I don't know if i i don't know i don't know if you could accurately describe that feeling to someone that doesn't already appreciate it you know what i mean yeah like it's it's gut-wrenching it is and it's you feel like you got to poop up until yeah. <laughs> you get on the mat. And then it's on a, on a physiological level, it feels the same way that like knowing you're about to get in trouble at school feels like it's, just, it's the same yeah. dread. Do and you, like, yeah, do you ever feel silly about like, like as a grown up with a family, like you said, like I train more than any, like I train, like I, I 
like we take our family to jujitsu and we spend a lot of time there and like you know i put my i choose to compete and i make myself all nervous and i know this is all like a personal choice and it's like and then like you start thinking about like well, what do i want to achieve here and like i want to be world champion and you're like i'm a 38 year old per like woman like is that like is it silly you know like no. like for kids it's i like, have that i have that same do you, for, you know what i sure. mean like you're like why yeah. am i like but you need to do it all because it gives you like it makes your life worthwhile and you know it's a good example for your kids and it's mm-hmm. like what what living is about but it's also kind of like like i don't know it's silly kinda. i know exactly the feeling you're okay. fucking talking about <laughs> dude i've i've felt that way nervous about recording a podcast like the things that i enjoy doing as soon as i feel like the imp the impact on my life i'm like oh no is this retarded am i doing something <laughs> stupid yeah like I, I imagine explaining a fucking jiu-jitsu tournament to a co-worker yeah like they just ask what you're doing that weekend you're like oh jiu-jitsu tournament and they're like oh what's that one you're gonna be doing you know you're fucking karate yeah exactly <laughs> like oh yeah you're gonna do karate and pjs cool yeah yeah um i i get like self i get maybe it's partially self-conscious about that and maybe it's also like the fear of it being something like you enjoy doing it but it's competitive so there's a possibility that you're bad at it yeah you, and, yeah and like the the you know comparing yourself to other people there's so many fucking emotional pitfalls to enjoying something and being good at it yeah and you've avoided them <laughs> you've gotten good at something i feel like the i feel like the place that i'm at is like being able to admit to myself that like like what are my goals at this point you know it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and like you know you need to set goals right yeah. like like you guys are all about that like with like mm-hmm. talking to it know, helps yeah yeah it helps a lot and it's like and like but when your goals get bigger and you're like and it's kind of like scary to admit to yourself what your your goals are. It's yeah. like, do I deserve that goal? You know what's you, funny is, I, I'm, really quickly, sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm fucking chatting my fucking bird off. Okay, I'm man. so sorry. Uh, I, I've like contextualized this with my kids in life. And uh, it was it had to do with your first competition in jiu-jitsu. Uh, a book report by Tim Butterly. Uh, <laughs> your first competition in jiu-jitsu, if you do it as a white belt, you have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You do not know how to fight. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to spot. Like you, you're your inexperience is overwhelming, right? But when you're a white belt and you're just showing up to class, you're kind of just like developing like a bag of tools and you don't know when to use which tool. And you're kind of like the the context comes later just from repetition and from practice and from rolling. But when you go to your first competition and you kind of like get out there and get a sense of like competitive, like rolling, then you, it kind of gives you some tangible goals. Yeah. Like something bad might happen, like you might get caught in a submission or you might get dominated a certain way and suddenly you're like, oh, well, there's a clear path for me to walk. Yeah. There's, there's mm-hmm. something for me to act on. Yeah. And uh, it, it makes you better faster because yeah. you identify some goals. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's how I... That's how I convinced my kids to do jujitsu by making it seem like it was like a profound life revelation for them, <laughs> establishing some goals. No, it really is. That's how I, that's how I convinced Mary Jo to compete. She did the in-house tournament. That's awesome. Looked like she knew what she was doing. And then yeah. ever since then, it's like there's a little bit more focus to how she trains. Yeah. I don't know. I just like identifying <laughs> goals, dude. You're a big part <laughs> of that, Mike. I, was inter- I interrupted you, though. You were um, going to say something. I think what I was going to say in regards to like getting over the, you know, the mental block of feeling like, you know, Am I gonna? Am I able to do this? And is this silly? Am I doing this? Um, getting to the realization, like everything I experience is just a projection of different things that I want and need. You know, going. You know, feeling as though like you know, this is like in inter- as far as interpretations of reality. You know, you often wonder, or I often wonder, if just like you know, what is real and what is not real. 
and is every situation that's put in front of me something that I really wanted to happen or is this just an opportunity for me to learn something from this? Um, and in specifically towards jujitsu, it's like, this is going, this is going to be something it's going to either end disastrously for me or I'm going to feel like the fucking man when I'm done with this. So I don't think anything that you could like try is, is too silly or fucking too outlandish. And if you want to be the fucking world champion, like fucking go out swinging. Right. If you didn't fucking get there, it's like in your mind, specifically you, after seeing how you train and rolling with you, you already are that. Oh. Like you are somebody like you might as well have a fucking belt around oh. your waist right now because you function that way. Yeah. And I think when you can function that when you that all starts with a thought. And I think when you start just acting that way. Yeah. You know, why do you why do you even need that? Like yeah. you are that already. Oh. And I think that's the clearest path to getting what you want. Yeah. It's just literally being and embodying the qualities that you want that you envision like somebody of that caliber having. Yeah. Yeah. You live a world champion life. Oh, I love that's what that. He's, that. That's <laughs> what do, I yeah. that. Absolutely, dude. Because, I mean... Fuck yes. Fuck, fuck yeah, everybody. Dude, I fucking love you. Tim, I love you too. You're the fucking and man. And anybody that would... I think the basis of not doing shit is fear of criticism. Yeah. And anybody that would criticize you for wanting to achieve something so grand is a fucking nobody. Yeah. Like, nobody great would ever criticize somebody who had a grand dream. Yeah, yeah. Although, if you stunk at it, I'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a pretty lofty goal. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, it's, oh, man. Do you guys ever feel weird rolling with ladies? Never. No. No? It doesn't, it's not like, not like, oh, bummer, I gotta go with her. No, like, absolutely not. But no. Even even rolling and I with know, kids, I, you're supposed to say that as a dude, but no, yeah. no it's not. <laughs> at at first, yes, like early on as a white belt, yes. But um, oh, uh, to that point, uh, have you ever met Steve Gerben? I think so. Um, he he briefly trained. Um, he he hung up jujitsu permanently because he was worried about permanent bruises. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things he said was um, when I would go over his house and roll with him when we both started at the same time, is he's like. Do you get boners when you roll with women? It's like, Steve, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, no. No. Um, but even even when you roll with kids, I don't I don't feel like there's that level of self-consciousness because there you have to be delicate enough as to where like you're not going to crush them if you land on top of them. Yeah. So for example, if you do like like a butterfly sweep or something, you know you're going to have to do the technique properly so as not to like lean on one of their fucking little arms and like fucking break that shit off. Yeah. So there's something to be learned with, with rolling with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And some people will force you to go 100 miles an hour and other people will f- force you to slow it down enough as to where you really realize how much you know when you're doing thing, things at a snail's pace. Yeah. Like rolling with a kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an easy question for me. I, I honestly don't even think about it much just because I roll with so many women that are smaller than me that can fucking beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> are they comfortable rolling with me? <laughs> they seem pretty aggressive. But they seem pretty ornery. <laughs> with me, dude. One time, uh, uh, one of our fucking top dogs, Courtney, is like, how tall is she? Like five, five, yeah, five, four? She's not. a small lady. Yeah. And we were playing jujitsu games with the kids. And the it's you try to crawl across the mat without getting caught and like submitted <laughs> or something like that. And I was it. And she was crawling past me. And I was like, I thought the kids would laugh if like I went after her. Mm-hmm. And she fucking put me up and over her head, completely inverted, feet in the air <laughs> in front of all the fucking kids. I was like, all right, well, that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. 
So I obviously like men outnumber women vastly. Mm-hmm. Is that like an issue for women? Um, it's fun to have other women in the class for sure. Like, I mean, our women's class, like, I hope you guys are jealous of it because it is the best thing. Mary just made it sound pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, and our daughters got invited. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's so much fun. Dude. Like, this yeah. is like gun, gun gunslinger training for women. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that we just get to fucking surround them with these people. Yeah, dude. The God damn it. The I best. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> but, um, but I, I don't know. It's fun. Like, it's also fun to like, you know, be with the guys and like try to keep up and all that kind of stuff you mm-hmm. know? oh yeah women can do it too yeah but then they fucking <laughs> crush some dudes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's not there's not much there's not much like uh sexist irony in um in jiu-jitsu uh, you know. yeah there, there's not and I, I think overall the thing that i love most about it is that there's no pretense because you instantly find out how situations would go yeah whereas there's none of the um, the unnecessary conflict, like for example, in a work environment, where you might have a conflict with somebody, be like this fucking asshole, and you just envision yourself punching the shit out of them all day. <laughs> yeah. Whereas that thought won't even cross your mind because if you have an issue with somebody, it's like, okay, well, this person could manhandle me in a second. So <laughs> those crazy thoughts won't even pop up. Yeah, and you could just enjoy the experience. And there's so much of of just mindfulness that. That occurs naturally because you don't have that pretense yeah. in the back of your mind. Yeah. So true. I also feel like most adults and women don't realize just how fun it is wrestling with people. It really is. Just yeah. wrestle some yeah. people, dude. <laughs> Next time you're at a party, wrestle someone. Watch how fucking watch how much fun you have. And yeah, then, it's the fucking best. Take a fucking jujitsu free child. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Wait, wait, did you ever try to wrestle your lady friends? Did you ever try to rough house with them and they didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never had that experience. Just fucking smack the wine out of their hand? Yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. That's a shame that women can't socially yeah, do that. Yeah, that is true. Because, like, I've always been, like, you know, like, I've always had that insecurity of, like, like in sports and stuff, people are like, I don't want to go with her. She's too whatever. Uh-huh. Like, too fast, too rough, too, yeah. like, you know, like, whatever. No big deal. So, like, in, like, well, yeah, in, like uh, <laughs> humble brag, no. But in, like, in that way that it's, like, you know, like ostracize that person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because it's like the way women bring people down. Like, what? so the one person that's better is like, yeah. you know, like you don't wow, include them on the group. And yeah, like, she's good, but she's a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even like, like I even remember when I was younger and like I'd play like um, video games with girls and like we had, um, what's the thing that you run on? The Nintendo. Uh, the oh, yeah, the trackpad. Pad. Oh, trackpad. yeah, yeah. And like, like I played it all the time with my brother and so like I was good at it and I'd play with my girlfriends and they like wouldn't want to play with me because I knew the tricks like you hop off of it right now before you hop back on so you can jump yeah. farther and long jump you know and like uh, Ansley's a whore <laughs> by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't play Nintendo with her. they all like, gang up and turn on you and it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they start throwing in the bad advice like you should stop showering so yeah. much yeah <laughs> the tube top looks great on you <laughs> Dude, I've I've actually like I've been privy to like lady group chats. Yo, by the way, uh, ladies in group chats, like the other women in the group chat are showing the men in their lives these fucking <laughs> yeah. horror, yeah. these <laughs> fucking nightmares that you put on each other. But like, yeah, the, I, I've seen women like tell each other to like make the worst possible decisions. Yeah, and it's like from a place of support, but you know, it's just like they want to see the next negative outcome. Like in their relationships, they're like guys. vampires, oh, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah, like, like you cheat should on him. him. Oh, you yeah. should <laughs> cheat on him and then tell him. Yeah. Report back with the results. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a he's a fucking dick. <laughs> fucking, you should fuck his best friend. <laughs> you and Mary Jo never did. Were you guys like? I imagine you guys being like a peaceful, like beautiful couple your whole lives. Even we've though you've been together forever. Uh, like we we've uh, we've relied on each other for so long, um, for so fucking many things. Yeah. That I. I mean, it, it almost sounds unhealthy to describe it. It sounds codependent when I yeah. when I talk about it, but it's like it's it's just been um, it's been a very very uh, beneficial partnership for both of us. That's awesome. And we and we love each other. Yeah. I, I'm making it sound weird and like plastic, but like <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't describe enough how much I fucking lean on her and how much she leans on me. But it's for like very like compatible things. It's yeah. not like I don't know. It's hard to describe and not sound unhealthy. But she had friends like that, like at different points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can think of specific people where, and you can't be like, you need to cut her out of your life because yeah. then it's it's you know then a little you're bit. Sydney it's a. <laughs> 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 it's, it's got good ideas, but I like it's it's the point where I've I've tried to tell women in my wife's life like, hey, look, you've got someone holding you down. Yeah, and uh, and not the and, guy and like, like my sister. Like it's it's pretty easy to see when you're disconnected. It's not like you know you need a man to look at this. It's just like if you're disconnected from the situation, it's so easy to see. Yeah. Like you could you could take any one of the ladies in your life. You could take their phone and just identify <laughs> probably. Yeah. Just by intuition, like this person's bad for you. This person's bad mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. You should do a service like that for people. Yeah. <laughs> just let them fucking sign up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah. I I've 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 been like yeah this person's gonna this is a fucking snake. I'm yeah. not gonna tell you to get them out, but. Eventually, they're gonna look. You're gonna be looking for the fucking exit. Yeah. And uh, sure, you know, I've been right about it. Yeah. I've been dem- demonstrably right. So she know, you know, she trusts me to fucking make these calls. <laughs> Not a big deal, dude. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Are you uh, an expert in this too? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, my wife is not big on just saying that this person does this or th- does that, but like a lot of times, like like I'll hear phone calls. Like I always fall asleep first. And she'll get a phone call at like the middle of the night and it'll be some drunk girl complaining about like a dude or some situation where she doesn't know where her car is. It's just like this person is clearly retarded yeah. and you should not be around them. Don't answer the phone. Yeah. But I think, you know, in a lot of the cases, it's like you want to feel better than the 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 person with the carnage going on. Yeah. It's like you just want to feel good about, you know, who's got something worse going on. And I think, you know, that's one of the issues that, you know, I tell her all the time. It's like, you just got to fucking find new friends yeah, and get around, just get around people that are fucking aligned with your goals or that just represent qualities that, that you would like to, to embody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's definitely, it's an issue for us because, you know, it's just like, it's like instantly it's like, yeah, that person's a fucking idiot. Like they're single. They live in a new apartment every fucking three months. Her name's Jen. Yes, they're always Jen. <laughs> yeah, Jen's a real mean name to throw at someone. And they fucking try to try to cover up the the fucking the fucking carnage with dogs. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, she got a new dog. It's like, yes, her life is the fucking worst, and she's trying to find something to fucking love her because she's got a pill problem and nobody wants her. <laughs> That's you know what to be fair I I definitely have men in my life who I only hear from when things are going bad for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can yeah. definitely see them fucking just sucking their teeth at it a little bit too much. It's like, "All right, dude, well, thanks for reaching out. I fucking appreciate it." Yeah. Ugh. 
You just cut those people out. Yeah, it, get it, used to the feeling. It though. gets easy after a while. At first, it fucking stings, and you think about all the good things that happened. It's like, oh, this person did this or was there for me during this time. But when you become a fucking human razor and cut these motherfuckers out, <laughs> it's like it's, it gets fun. You feel like fucking Simon Cow. Yeah, <laughs> thoroughly awful. <laughs> But I think that comes with just developing self-respect, and I think that's at the basis of all these shitty relationships where you kind of feel good. Like when you don't have good self-esteem and you hear bad news, yeah. even if it's somebody that you think you care about, it kind of feels good a little bit. Yeah. And then you want to share that feeling with somebody else and kind of put your toe in the water and hope that they feel the same way. You're just going to be like, yeah, that fucking dickhead, man. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm glad he's fucking living in a motel. <laughs> But when you become healthier, you're just like, all right, well, that fucking sucks. And, you know, if I can do something for you, cool. Yeah. But. but uh, again, I think it's very subtle. The The way that I was, I f- I'm really self-conscious about how I described these women's circles. But I, I think I'm honest. <laughs> I'm going to develop it more. Oh, no, you are. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, it's, I, I wanted to run it by Ansley first. You know, yeah. one of the one of the best minds I think I could bounce this <laughs> off of. Definitely. But but, um, I, but I think there's there's parallels between base level female circles and base level male circles. It's It's more. I think ma- shitty male circles aren't as consciously destructive where I feel like they'll they'll encourage shitty behavior without being like like be like yeah I want him to fucking eat shit here it's, not, it's like no you'll call up your coke buddy because he likes doing coke too yeah mm-hmm. and you won't talk about it with somebody else just you know just because it's something somebody else that engages in the shit that you want to do yeah whereas I feel like you know in female circles it's like you know, that jealousy aspect that you talk about. It's more of just like obtaining information and then going around rerouting it somewhere else. Well, you're also like, you're like struggling to be the alpha of the group, right? When yeah. you're in those groups. Yeah. And like, like guys are the alpha totally different ways than women are the alphas. Like mm-hmm. guys, it's like a, like who can kick Sue's ass. So like you get in fights yeah. or like, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't quite know how. Is there always a queen? That, yeah, there's got to be a queen, but like, and she's the one that gets like the best digs or like, you know, mm. I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't quite understand women and like, like that's part of like the woman group and mm-hmm. like that's because like I've been on the outside of it. But um, yeah, there's got to be a queen and like, like somehow you've got to respect that queen, but like I always felt like I wasn't doing it right and like, you know, and like. Damn, you wouldn't genuflect. Wow. <laughs> you weren't, yeah. you weren't showing fucking reverence to the queen, dude. They yeah. fucking kicked you out. Yeah, yeah. They did you a favor, dude. They accidentally, they, they, they create butterflies and watch them fly away when they act yeah. like that. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> fucking broads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, women alpha, like the woman alpha is a weird concept because it's all like emotional and it's like mm-hmm. who can do it like without people knowing and like the yeah i, I feel I, I i like I, I get the sense that they're like the uh like the fucking high school jock dude who just dominates but ends up going nowhere with his own life like, yeah he, he high builds, school is the best time ever yeah like you you build up enough of like uh like social dominance that you don't feel you feel really you don't feel the need to like progress you can retire at 18 yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get your fucking sales job. Yeah, and just fucking reflect for the rest of your life, and then you're just fucking, you fall into a routine, and then you're just living for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, even for those dudes, it doesn't have to be that way. Even for the queens, it doesn't have to be. I mean, queens are, dude, that's like the holy grail of turning someone around, turning around mm-hmm. a fucking queen. Damn, <laughs> that's that's pretty impenetrable. I'm turning stuff, that dude. queen into a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We've completely fabricated a woman type right now, (laughs) and we're trying to fix her. (laughs) Just know that. We know you're out there. (laughs) 
do you think uh, women alphas would typically either admit or claim to be a woman alpha? Or well, the bad ones would. The, like, you know what I mean? Like the ones you don't want to be around. Mm. But like the real ones, like. Like I am that bitch is like that kind <laughs> yeah, of woman. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. But like Heather's like a woman alpha, right? She would like, never say that. But she would never say it. But I like, think that's part I of totally, what makes it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's there's people that think they're like the fucking alpha wolf, but then there's like the Liam Neeson that's the real alpha. <laughs> yeah. He fucking yeah. kills those fucking alpha <laughs> fucking wolves. Yeah. Yeah, I recently described Heather as the final boss of ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to fight every other woman to get to her. <laughs> uh, this isn't out of resentment for her fucking destroying my body. This yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do... It was a fun little thing that I just said. <laughs> and it's not at all... There's no bitterness. No, I, I, I've only made one or two jokes about her uh, completely destroying my skeleton. <laughs> And I could tell that already she was like, all right, dude. <laughs> also, the, the when I talked to her about it last time, she said, uh, when you injured yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you did to yourself. Yeah. So fucking sick. Oh, man. We're going to have her on soon, too. Oh, nice. We want to have all our lady dogs on. That's awesome. Lady Kings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just because like we, we, need the, we need your perspective. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love how you guys are making this like a... Uh, like, cause I was, I, I was going to say, I was a little jealous of like your man group here, like mm-hmm. all, you know, building each other up and like, but you guys aren't just like, you guys aren't exclusive. So Dude, we're awesome. taking, yeah, we're every- taking fucking notes from you guys too. Yeah. That's, I want to make that fucking clear. And yeah. that's the best part about all of this is it's not like, and part of what makes it so fun is that it's, it's not a situation where, you know, we're pontificating where I learn more from Tim than I could fucking ever give him. And I feel like with you being here, with you know Sydney and fucking McKeever and every other guest we've had, it's somebody that we admire and who has you know some kind of um, characteristic that we want to emulate. Yeah. And I think that's where real value comes in, in in just growing in life is getting around people who are just different versions of shit that you want to be. Yeah. And shit that you admire. It's yeah. like you're. It's. I I, w- I would pay to sit here right now. And yeah. listen to your perspective. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, there, there's people that fucking inbox us, like, to ask to be on the podcast, and it's just like, all right, well, I'll never open that message on Facebook. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it, but it, it's, I don't think that they get that that's what this is. This isn't just like, oh, we know you, so you should come on. Yeah. It's, all right, well, you know, I like you, and it's cool, and it's, you know, I wish you well, but, you know, we're really only having people on that add value to what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, when you guys were talking about, um, you were saying like how your kids look up to you, and uh, you said that Lucy thinks you you're famous. Yeah, and I was like, that's how I see them because like before <laughs> I knew you guys, like I saw like all the Delco stuff. Yeah, and I was like, wow, they're big time. Like, oh, man. so it was like, yeah, it's been awesome to like get to know you guys after that. Like, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I'm, it, I don't know, I'm speechless right now, but um, <laughs> I can't say this enough. But being able to fucking do this every week and just be around fucking such powerful people it's just it, it's what gets me through every week and it's really the thing that i look forward to the most and at the basis of it all is just being able to hang out with tim and then it's just like oh we're fucking doing this and people are actually interested in this and it's like oh we have very interesting people coming in too yeah whereas yeah. like how many podcasts do you listen to where it's just like fucking dickheads that they know yeah yeah you know nobody wants to fucking hear that shit yeah oh, one of the things i love most about two jack bros is how uh how often you'll be the one saying something where i'm like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah cindy brings it out of me i don't know 
Is that? I mean, that's who you really are. He's. You just feel the most yourself around. Yeah. Fucking yeah. in front of a microphone. <laughs> in real life, you're very reserved, very pleasant, very. And then you get in front of a mic, and you're just like, "Here's some fucking thoughts, dude." Yeah. Tower Seven came down. And was <laughs> yeah. No, I'm always. Uh, I don't know. Like, you know. I don't know. You, I don't. I think it's like a trust thing, you know. So I said like before, like Sydney's like the most loyal person I've ever met. Like, you know, like being around women groups and all that kind of stuff. It's like you never know what that group is up to, and like they're always mm. like turning things around. And it's mm. like, okay, like you know, I, I don't know. I got a little defensive from all that stuff. Do you so. feel? Do you feel like you can pick that up easier now? Like groups and like, uh, yeah, as far as like a group setting, like instantly picking up the vibe of the group and who's going to run with what. Um, I don't know if I'm that good about it. I just like, I think I just know now that like, like, yeah, I don't know how to say this. I don't know. Like, like being around hearts is like, like the first positive group I feel like I've been around. Mm. And it's like, everybody else is kind of like, yeah, they're all right. You know, like, yeah, but Mm. like, oh, I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely turned me around. Yeah. They they helped turn me around. Mm -hmm. They, They helped right the ship. Um, I, I sound like you still have a little bit of the guard up about, like letting people in. I think I do. Which is I, why I think this stuff is kind of hard because it's like, no it makes, way. You know, you, no, you're just having a fucking good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just a fucking nice little fucking chat. That's yeah, all it yeah, is, yeah. dude. But you should have your guard up though. True. Because you don't want, you don't, you don't want everybody into the fucking inner sanctum. Don't you think that's weird about like, like you said, I have like a normal job. Like, so you guys have all like, and like, I know like, like that idea, like exploring your passion and like finding a way to like make candles and like, you know, like make your living that way and stuff. So like, I have like a normal job and like, I would never go to my normal job and be like, like, these are my best friends. Like, you know, I just don't think that that's how the world works. And like, yeah, for sure. But I, I, would you agree that you're one of the people that like just uses your normal job as a way to explore your passions outside of it? Yeah, and I, I, I enjoy my job. Yeah, like right. I really do. Like I get fulfillment out of doing it and doing a good job at it. I just don't, don't think that those are like, like I know you spend the most time with those people, but I just don't think those are like nothing against them. No, They're just yes, not, not my no. best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You're not gonna hurt their yeah. feelings, yeah, because they all listen. They probably do listen. Yeah, I mean, we've got 75 million listeners. Yes, yes. So yes. they're probably in there. But no, it's totally fucking normal. Like we we talk a lot about like doing exactly what you want, and like sometimes that's finding a career path that's exactly what you, like you want to make candles, and sometimes it's finding a career path that provides you like a comfortable living situation where you can actually do the shit you love outside of the job. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I think that's what you're working on. <laughs> I don't know. I have a hunch. Yeah, yeah. One of the, you just have such a rich life outside of it. Yeah. One of the frustrating things that I feel about work is I don't feel comfortable talking about explicit positivity like I do in like this kind of setting. Yeah. I think people would look at you or look at me like I have fucking two heads. Yeah. If I was as open and honest and and positive in explaining like what I'm working toward or what excites me. And being open to hearing them have dreams where I, I feel like so many people just don't have dreams. Yeah. Or goals or fucking anything that they think of outside of just going to work and going home. Yeah, I don't know. And sometimes I like I it surprises me that people do, you know, and like mm-hmm. maybe it's me not giving them a chance and me not like, you know, yeah. learning about yeah. more about them and stuff. And it's um, I don't know. I think I I still I, I think people are kind of surprising that way. Like I agree. Yeah, I think with a lot of people, you'll find out that there's at least like a spark that they're embarrassed about having inside them. 
Yeah. Like that might be what 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 we perceive as like them not having like dreams and like aspirations and stuff like that. I think a lot of times all you're seeing is that the 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 front of shame that they have for even having them inside them. To that yeah. point, one of the most interesting people I work with is an older woman and every time I pass by her I'll just say hello and we'll just start talking about random things and um she fucking plays ukulele, which is super fucking cool to me. And I learned that when she was a child she had a cabin, her and her sister shared a cabin that was adjacent to prostitutes who were running a business out of that cabin. And then... What kind of business? Can- <laughs> they were candle makers. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a candle business? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, get this, years, when, when she and her sister became adults, they went on a cruise together, and they happened to see those same prostitutes on the cruise. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> they were they on the clock? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were Follow on the dock. your dreams. Dude, they were on, Tim, they were on the clock and the dock. Yeah. So. You're playing too much. Dude. But, <laughs> but like, those are the kind of things that are mentioned matter, matter, matter of factly where it's like, like you are the most interesting person in this building. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're hesitant to even mention these things. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. We don't give other humans enough credit, I think. Like, so maybe... I don't know. Maybe you guys make me reevaluate the way I approach life and people. That's the fucking goal. Yeah. <laughs> Do people know? People at work know that like you fuck people up. Um, we had a uh, like new people at work like tell me something about you, and so I. Ooh, that what a great opportunity! Yeah. But like one person said something to me about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that was it. it was so like a little nod that. in the hallway. Like I know, I know what's up. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. I, yeah, some people at my work know that I do jujitsu, and they they I I'm. 100% certain every single one of them just like oh that guy does fucking karate fake karate on the weekend <laughs> yeah. it's pretty fucking cool like I feel like a fucking dildo yeah. what, that they even know about it yeah do you feel like when any pe- when anytime people find out like that you do that they always have to say oh I did karate when I was in college or something like yeah. that I don't know not so many ladies like did karate so it's not like you don't get that same response oh okay you get the response of like like I I don't do you know, like I wish I, I don't know. It's like a, like I don't do activities or, you know, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a weird, like I'm going to die at 60. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I mention that yet? Like it, I, I think there's definitely more of a, ta- I don't want to call it a taboo, but like you're a mom with a real job. I think is extremely rare that you do a hobby, let alone like a competitive physical hobby. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot of encouragement for yeah. that. No, no, no. And the, but there are a lot of like, a lot of people, women in jujitsu are moms, you know, like it's a small community. And like, that's, what's been so cool about it too. Like you like learn like the people, the women that that are at the top, it's still such a new sport for women that like, they're so accessible, you know, Mm -hmm. like they'll be your Mm -hmm. Facebook friend and like, they'll talk back to you. If you talk to them, like like, like Emily Kwok. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of the fucking coolest people I've ever met her like two or three times. One of the coolest people I've ever met. Yeah. And And like we have access to these people. I mean, I mean, it's jujitsu. They, these are like normal people, but they're like the people at the top. I don't know. Yeah. I think anything organizes that way. And the people at the top kind of seem like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, would it be fair to say they're the people who have mount? <laughs> Mike, I'm not gonna warn you again about playing, dude. You're playing too fucking much. Um, I, I just so my my wife got into jujitsu as well. Just you know, our family does it. But uh, this I think this is what I was gonna say is jujitsu is kind of like a special environment in that way because my wife fell right into it as soon as she as soon as she developed an interest she tried it out fell right in but i feel like if i was like hey you should check out rock climbing she'd be like what the fuck are you talking about 
Yeah. Do you think it's like a special environment that's like, you know, especially welcoming toward women in that kind of situation? I think our gym is. I mean, I've heard some bad stories about other gyms. Really? Yeah. Like what? You don't have to name the gym. Um, like, 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 so, so there's, so, so speaking of like women groups, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a women's grappling network on Facebook that's got a lot of members in it. And like, so women all the time post in there, like one of the things that women are supposed to hate the guys say to them in jujitsu is that they say you're really strong. Uh, like that's I've an never insult, said that. right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely innocent of that. I never did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, and, but like, so they, like, it has all those weird, like ups and downs about like, like you're connecting with a group of women, but you're also connecting with a group of women about jujitsu. And so like, there's mm. a lot of complaints Ooh. about it. And there's a lot of like, um, so like what people say that like, um, what are they com- they like like well then there's all like like you know i don't know there's some like black belt guys that like sexually assault women you know mm. and there's a lot like heard of those. the instructors that like have relationships like with their lloyd students. urban i think is one of the names yeah yeah, yeah. so why, why did i start talking about this like, we, the, we were talking that, about uh the women groups inside of jiu-jitsu i, I was wondering if like jiu-jitsu like fostered an environment for adult women with real lives to thrive in like a competitive physical environment if there was something special about it yeah 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 but um it sounds like it's it still varies inside yeah yeah so i don't know but there is something like and like i haven't been like i kind of want to go to one of those mass like there's this whole movement like so two years ago all the women got together and they're like hey competitions like you don't have brackets for masters women and you do for men and you Mm -hmm. give them this much money when they win so like that women's movement like came into jujitsu and Mm -hmm. like so like the women all bonded together and it's like the masters women so it's the older women that like you know did that so like that's cool to like feel like you're part of and like to join it and like you know what's like the most popular meme that gets reposted on the women's jujitsu network facebook you know which one they hate is um the one when it's like um oh i think it's on father's day that's like one of the gracies and it's like oh you don't uh train jujitsu then happy mother's day Uh, like women hate that like every year like they get all angry about it like (laughs) uh God damn! I want to make a fake. I, I want to. I don't want to sabotage this at all. So I, I do want to. See, <laughs> you want to make lady memes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, for the for the masters division, the women's masters division, you should make one that says "Golden Keys." <laughs> <laughs> have the Golden Girls. <laughs> the Rue McClanahan one's yeah. like a very silk. Key. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, I was gonna say something about. I was. It was probably a mean joke. One of the biggest like debates and like is like, what if you had a transgender woman competing in jujitsu? Like, would you be okay with that? And like, that's what makes everybody like hate oh, each other man. and like they have to that's like the Trump. Yeah, they that's have to erase those posts out, because everybody gets too yeah. angry and they're like, this is a supporter group. You're not allowed to you know yeah. hate people. Would you compete against a trans lady? I wouldn't be okay with it. Like, you wouldn't. No. Whoa. I, I don't know. That's so like. Yeah. I'm not. Why? To because say you because right? you hate trans people, or because you think <laughs> that there's like a Jeez. weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ansel. <laughs> I just want to apologize to the listeners. You, yeah. know, I, you know what? We didn't properly vet this guest. <laughs> Thank you for being a former friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a biological issue where you develop. I, I don't want to sound like Joe Rogan, but <laughs> yeah. you develop a certain amount of strength 
that like uh, doesn't go away just because you uh, take some therapy. I mean, it's not a big deal. Or I'd at least want to know about it. Like, right? Like, I feel like I would have the right to know. You want them to wear a badge? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. You want to put a badge on their key? Yeah. Good to fucking know. Jesus Christ, dude. Man. I just want to take a moment to walk back some of the positive things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't you feel like a badge of honor? Yeah, it would be good if you won. Damn. <laughs> I think that says everything you need to know about the fucking situation. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Mike, would you ever compete against a trans man? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've paid trans men for other things. So. But yeah, I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> you don't see a lot of trans men cropping up in sports right now. When's that going to happen, dude? <laughs> mm. I, don't, I just don't yeah. see them lining up to uh, no. get into the men's division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Am I, I'm, I'm not punching down, dude. I'm just, you know what? There's room for everybody at the table. I want them. I want everybody. You're not punching. It's a light guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just bridging. I'm bridging into them, dude. No big deal. Fuck. Do you uh, have a favorite victory? Um. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I like I still don't feel like I compete that much. So like I feel like the last, I guess it wasn't my, but the the pants competition okay. when I won that was like because that was the biggest competition I won, Damn. and that was like the first time I won. That was like the like you guys are like making it sound like I compete all the time. Like I went up there, but that was the first time I won gold at anything that was like at any of the IBJJF. Well, we didn't say you win all the time. We say you yeah, compete, all, compete the time. all the time. Well, but, I mean, if you didn't have them, there, there's a certain mindset that I admire in people, and it's like they don't they don't let a failure become like their current status until they update it. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, f- failure can be a fucking building block. Yeah. Instantly. You mm-hmm. don't have to fucking dwell on it. Yeah. And I feel like you bounce back from it and that's what that's, I mean, that's the fucking, you're living the championship lifestyle. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> My, uh, the thing that like, oh, like whenever I think about competition is the first one I did and I didn't compete till I was a blue belt and I went to one of the IBJJF ones and I like tried to hold down the girl's arms. Like I was in her guard and I tried to hold down her arms like a kid mm-hmm. and like she arm barred me in like six seconds and it was over. And so like every competition feels like that in my head. Oh, like, man. Like, that might happen, you know? Sure, well, it might. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a healthy amount of fear, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I fucking... Yeah, you, can't, you can't train that out of animals. It's yeah. like when yeah. cats see pickles and they think they're snakes. <laughs> 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 Even after the first time, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, to that point, uh, Mikey, my son, Mike, loves cats. And um, one time, like, he... This caught me off guard so much that I felt like my fucking ribs were going to shatter from laughing so hard. But he was sitting in the shopping cart, and he'll, he would pretend he was a cat. I put a cucumber in the cart, and he jumped out of the fucking cart. It's <laughs> like, God damn, dude. That's fucking adorable. Man, it's crazy. We How many kids do we have between us? We have nine, nine kids yeah. between us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. A lot of them. It's, it fucking warms my heart seeing them all fucking mm-hmm. playing together. God damn it. We're playing too much. We're playing too fucking much. We set up a fucking raspberry pie at the uh, gym so that they all play fucking Mortal Kombat together after class. Yeah. God, that makes me feel fucking good. I, that's, that's where I really feel like I'm teaching kids. That's where I'm the fucking youth coach. I'm like, pick, pick fucking Sub-Zero and freeze them and then uppercut them, dude, every single fucking time. Repeat over and over again. I don't know. Are you sad? Like, you, you guys are at peace with your, your recent decision? Oh, the getting fixed? Yeah. Have you already talked about this? Um, I talked a little bit about it in the last one. Just that was mostly just like medical stuff, though. Yeah. So when I, the day I got home from the procedure, 
Mary Jo was like, oh my God, like th- this is it. We're not having, holy shit. Like it, it only hit her after the fact. Yeah. And I was like, well, you were sure. Right? Like I, I, that was made me panic. I was like, well, well uh, uh, <laughs> and now it's like, all right, well, now we're fucking running out the clock. We're like, it's after, I, I don't want to get too graphic, but the doctor said it wasn't an amount of time. He said it was a number of cycles. So he was like, you got like, you got like 20 payloads left. Wow, man. So I was like, oh my God, now I got to fucking count those down. And then it's really, <laughs> and you're not sure. And we would have, uh, you know, we would have six kids if we could afford it, but like, yeah. it'd be a terrible decision. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, the finality of it hit us after the fact. And, um, I, I know that I shouldn't have any more kids and that's, that's it. That's the end of it. But I do love having them. And like, I, you know, my uh, Fritz, our two year old hangs out with me on my Twitch stream. And that is like the sweetest fucking thing in the world mm-hmm. to me. And I know that he's going to eat like every time you notice your kid seeming a little bit older than like the there's a version of them that's gone forever yeah mm-hmm. and it's not that it's not like you can replace them with a new kid that age but like you do you do get kind of you get the dead kid blues you do get yeah <laughs> yeah it feels like you lost them it feels oh, like you man. gotta you gotta bury that memory of them i mean you know exactly what I'm oh talking yeah about. and i feel like i'm in it deep now because my mm. girls are four now so they're like really yeah. growing up they're like watching miley cyrus you know like, yeah. <laughs> like, you had the wrecking ball talk with yeah, them yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah the babies are gone you know oh my god even like watching your kids grow up both of you yeah it's like I, i've been around your kids for a year now and it's like and mike I've, I've known oh my god yeah man i've known your kids for a long time fucks you up uh yeah but I feel like we started having kids so young that I'm so ready to just move on. <laughs> we started fucking 23, and Same. it's like I'm kind of like fast forwarding the through the years video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm ready to go on the fucking Kid Rock cruise. Like I, <laughs> it's so funny because like like my wife was like the one that really took care of everything for so long, and I feel like I've only really been a really involved parent for maybe five years or so. And it's just like, all right, whew, I'm done. Yeah. This is enough. <laughs> What's it like having a stay at home husband? Um, I don't know. It works for us. You know what I mean? Like, I think every couple has to figure out what works for them. And yeah. Like, it's so awesome that like the girls get to, to stay home with Sydney and like bond like that. Oh, it's a gift. Like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like I told him I was coming here tonight and they're like, Oh, you're going to be gone when we go to bed. And I was like, yeah, I might be. And they were like, will daddy be here? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, I was like, is that okay? And they're like, yeah, we like that. We just don't like it when it's a babysitter. You know, like, Aww. so they're so like bonded to him that like, it's sweet. It's mm-hmm. so sweet. Like, I mean, I definitely have mom guilt about being away from them, but like everything about him being with them is awesome. Fuck. I'm having a moment, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can fucking cry. This is one of those moments where I could definitely fucking shed one. Aww. Now, be honest. Did you save like a pint glass full of jizz just in case? Well, like a, dude, I, I was in like, a case of emergency. I, I said to her that I was like, they didn't even ask me if I wanted to like freeze some or anything like that. Like, I, I wouldn't, but I want to be asked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I filled up a fucking ice cube tray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. That'd be funny, though, right? Wouldn't that be funny? That would be very funny. All right, cool. Thanks for acknowledging that. <laughs> <laughs> just stand it over the sink <laughs> no that's weird to think of um i guess the you know worried about it impacting obviously our love life but i think we'll be okay 
she loves me for me, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not some fucking performer. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not doing anything impressive out here. She she knows. She she loves my personality. <laughs> so I, if if there's some sort of long-lasting negative effect, then so be it, dude. I'm ready to just be the same fucking husband and father I've always been. That's sweet, man. Yeah, we had my wife fixed after Mike. And um, when we fight, like there are times where I think like, all right, if this relationship ends, I'm going to have a retribution child. <laughs> <laughs> gonna plaster him all over her face but yeah yeah <laughs> just this beautiful puerto rican child <laughs> sid begged me not to do it i just so everyone knows sid oh, begged yeah. me not to mm-hmm. yeah he was like dude you, there's too many risks I, I think he thinks the science is like not in on it mm-hmm. it's like the jury's out on it he's i don't know he doesn't like the precedent you're setting Oh, maybe. Yeah. Has he brought this up? No, but maybe Ooh, like... Press the issue on, yeah. your, ne- on your next fucking yeah. test. Press the issue with Sid. Like, why haven't you gotten fixed yet? Butterway yeah. says it's okay. <laughs> no, don't tell him I said that. <laughs> what? <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> I would love to hear him wiggle out. Of, like, It makes perfect sense. Do it. You've got yeah. twins. You've got three kids. Yeah. Sid, why haven't you gotten a fucking vasectomy yet, dude? Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, man. Tune into the next fucking two Jack bros to yeah. hear how he handles that. We'll find out why. Please, for me, press it. Now, when you when you got your post-op loadout, did it feel different? No, but uh, I shouldn't say this, but I broke every rule the doctor gave me. You're a bad boy, dude. Dude, I'm a fucking bad boy. He was like, I, they starved me for like 24 hours. And because of the anesthesia, they were like, all right, no, uh, don't do any drugs. Don't, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but they were like, don't do any drugs, don't eat any spicy food, don't drink, and you definitely cannot have sex. Did you get a gremlin or did you get a vasectomy? <laughs> <laughs> don't get it wet after me. <laughs> uh, so immediately when I got home, I fucking did drugs, ordered Indian food, <laughs> and my buddy Scott was home on leave. I think I mentioned this last episode, but he was like, yo, we're, we're fucking boozing at the casino the next day. So I was like, I was in the gauze diaper that was with the hole cut out of it that was forcing my penis into the front of my pants, into the front of my track pants. I was at the fucking casino the next day, just walking around like that. You were the most normal person at the casino. <laughs> yeah. um, where was I? Where the fuck was I going with that? Getting your hogwai wet. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, uh, oh, we like two, <laughs> two or three days later, uh, it was like, yeah, I couldn't couldn't resist anymore and had to get one mm-hmm. out and it was so fucking scary because i realized at the very last second i was like wait this might be the biggest mistake i've ever like what <laughs> i think i compared it to you mike uh of when you have to go when you have to shit really bad and at the last second you realize it's gonna be extremely painful yeah, diarrhea yeah. and you clam up i was like no this might yeah. this could this could be the worst pain i've ever experienced and then it was fine it was normal but uh, I'm yeah. happy for you, man. I'm a fucking gigantic <laughs> retard. <laughs> Find out if this uh, becomes a long-term fucking health issue. God, I dude, I sometimes I can't fucking control myself. From a uh, jizz perspective, or yeah, yeah, and I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame my fucking wife, obviously, but like she's the voice of reason in our household. Mm-hmm. She didn't. She didn't protect me, dude. It was like when the refs let a fight go too long. <laughs> you can't tame a werewolf. Dude. She needed to save me from myself. She, <laughs> did, she let me down. I don't know. Sid'll go for it. Yeah. We're gonna talk Sid into doing this. 
We'll stage an intervention <laughs> if we need to. Wait, are you guys, would you guys ever have more kids? I don't know. We haven't. I think he said no, but I'm not like, I'm like, like 90%. You're not closing the door. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know. The day he came home from the hospital, you'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where's the ice cube trays? Because yeah. <laughs> like we might win the lottery and then like, yeah. Another yeah. Kid, oh, you man. know what I mean? I, well, here's the thing is I'm, I've never been more certain that I'm going to be a success in life. Yeah. And still I'm like, you know what? I got to, I got to hunker down and focus on the, the prize now. Yeah. Even if I am a success and I can afford more kids, I, I got to get to that success first. Part of me feels like like you're like, I, I'm going to mess up the saying. What do you like? Um, I don't even know what it is, but like, um, you know, like tempting fate. Like mm. we have all these beautiful children already. Yeah. And, like you're you don't want to go. Oh, you're going to have a dud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly what I mean by a dud, but I think you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> He'll wear the helmet like one of those kids. Like... <laughs> one of those beautiful children. <laughs> There's a styrofoam helmet yeah. just sitting in the fucking cart at Target. Yeah. You're pushing around like, palette. yeah, I know. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man! Now, in regards to you, th- you feeling like certain of success, like do you feel as though a big part of um, your kids' development has come from seeing you go through these stages and experiencing life at different stages? Because for me, I like that the idea of being able to become successful now is more appealing than ever because we've been so poor before. I don't know if I ever set the precedent to them of being a broke loser. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is helpful, but then I hope hopefully they take the right message from seeing me turn it around and they realize that they can skip the loser part. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I want them to grow with me because I, I don't know. We always talk about how like these realizations feel like they came really late in life or very recently. And I just hope that you can instill these things in children when they've already seen you as I, not that they've seen me as a loser, but like I've I've felt like I've been a loser while they were alive, and uh, I don't know. You don't want to be a negative example, yeah. but I kind of hope I was, and that <laughs> this is what they really take in. You know what I mean? When I'm oh, without a doubt, yes. Yeah. Who knows, man? Now we're at a point where I'm I'm thankful we were so fucking not only poor, but like in such a shitty way developmentally. Yeah, I felt like a child for so long. And I was just like a fat, overgrown teenager for so long that just had a bunch of kids. Yeah. Whereas like now, I feel as though I've morphed into a functional human being, somebody who's focused on, you know, being a good person and being a good dad and being a good partner. And hopefully, I I think they do pick up on that. Yeah. And so anything that comes after this is really the right time to reap the benefits of of those, of that um, exhibition. Yeah. Do you talk to your kids about like relationship like Miley I feel like, Cyrus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like I talk to my kids a lot about like relationships and like like um because when I grew up like my parents like my parents got divorced my last year of high school so like I saw them in a relationship for a long time where they weren't happy you know mm-hmm. like and um and I talked to them a lot about like you know like me and your dad aren't happy and nice to each other just because like it takes mm-hmm. effort and like like whenever like 
especially my son. Like if he's mean to me, I'm like, you don't treat your family like that. Like that's not okay. Yeah. That's not how we get down. Cause like there are plenty of like when we live next door to a family that like yells at each other like 24 seven, like that's just how they communicate. And it's like, you could be them, you know, like mm-hmm. really easily if you don't try and like <laughs> yeah. you talk about it. Yeah. Or you could have a killer relationship like me and your dad yeah. and hang out in a murder shed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our kids are like, what do you do out there? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Podcast mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like mom and dad are podcasting again. <laughs> We smoke drugs in that murder shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, is that? Can I drop? Is that? I'm not doxing you guys when I say that. Am I? I was kidding. We don't smoke drugs in their murder shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ansley's boss. <laughs> um, go ahead. I was gonna say. Um, uh, you just made me think by saying that, but just the evolution of like my wife and I, our relationship over the years. Just thinking back to like all the fucking tumultuous nonsense to now where. Um, I can't remember the last time we had like a yelling argument, which is really good because they were happening pretty frequently for a very long time. And I think that kind of shit is what's, you know, super detrimental to the kids. Yeah. And more so than anything, like we're still very affectionate toward each other. Like we, we had, we had a huge fight today, but I guarantee in with it, I'll be home within two hours, just mushing my soft bird against her button bed. <laughs> so I don't want my kids to see that, but I want them to know that. <laughs> You know, that's where my heart lies. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and for, for those of you guys listening, ladies love that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you can actually take out your soft bird and spell out, I love you on your wife's back. <laughs> they, they, they love it. That's something the movies don't teach you. <laughs> that's a free tip. Oh, man. Well, um, dude, we're at like an hour 40, if I'm reading this correctly. I don't know how that's possible. Every week I'm enjoying more talk more and more just fucking talking. To I know there's fucking rules. And I dude, having the right guests on has been the fucking best idea. Yes. Fuck. Um I do have to I have to fucking relieve myself. I have to go to pee. Okay, buddy. Dude. Sorry. Well, I think this is a good note to close on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um I just hate that two episodes in a row. I was like, oh, I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> dude, <laughs> your fucking balls are ripped to shreds this week, so it's excusable. Oh yeah, we recorded two episodes on one on one night, so this is actually last week. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still dealing with the uh, surgery aftermath. Um, Hansley, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, listen to the two Jack Bros podcast. Although I'm sure every fucking one of our dogs does. Um, it's part it's part of the fucking Philly podcasting empire, dude. Yeah. We're all fucking in it. We're all fucking dons. God damn, it feels good. Um. I want, I want the dogs to see Ansley compete, <laughs> right? How would it be cool if we all did a tournament together? Yeah. So uh, your wife Pinky swore me on the next tournament that she's gonna do. Did she tell you about it? In February or March? February. February. Damn, dude. Well, I don't know if I'll be you know recovered yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna be there supporting the fucking the ladies in my life, including Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I think it's March 24th. It's Naga, okay, or March 14th. It's okay. the flyers on the desk at Hearts. Yeah. So whatever one that is. Oh, dude. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something the dogs would want to see. Is fucking the rain train throwing down? Oh god. Who knows, man? Yeah, we'll see, man. Well, you know, well, I know. I I know I'll be there, but I know you'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there supporting you, dude. I'll be. Oh, dude. Yeah. 
Fuck yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm actually getting diarrhea right now thinking about competing <laughs> in front of the dogs. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> either, either we'll share the info with the dogs and invite them to come fucking watch it or I'll live stream it. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And then I'll, obviously I'll encourage, well, Sid will probably compete too. On that note, uh, one of the first the, the first time that I knew one of the kids that I taught at the at the last place where I was was coming to watch me compete was actually the worst fucking loss I've ever suffered. Really? I just got fucking dominated for five fucking minutes. Mm. It was the fucking worst. Yeah. The last time I competed, I, that was the biggest pressure I felt. It was like, the kids are here. Yeah. The kids got to see me fucking yeah. get after it. <laughs> do, they, did your, do your kids ever watch you? Uh, I don't know that they've ever cared. Yeah, like, they you don't show care up. Yeah. They, you show <laughs> up. Like, right, yeah. I see this every fucking day. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that, like like amateur jujitsu tournaments are one hundred percent located inside of roller rinks that smell like feet. <laughs> the the one that's like really popular that comes around our area, uh, they use leaf blowers to blow pubes off the mat. <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's not very glamorous. I don't know why we feel silly about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, right. And there's like a volunteer pervert at the end of the mat with his mouth open. <laughs> it's a human dustpan. <laughs> hey, it's a living. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and being there, I was like, man, I, I gotta, I, I can't let the fucking children down. Like I was, I was fighting as though the kids were all watching from hospital beds. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dogs. Well, listen <laughs> listen out for the fucking the date. Yeah. And then come watch. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool. That would be awesome. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to or we'll broadcast it or something. Fuck yeah. Um we don't have, no one plugs anything here, right? Just listen to Two Jack Bros. God damn, I'm sick yeah. of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Ansley. You're Thank you incredible guys. and I'm so glad that you're a part of what we're doing and this is awesome. we admire you. We love having you on. You're welcome oh. back anytime. Thank you. Cool. Love you, dogs. Goodbye. <laughs>